Evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Devin. Hey, people, what's going on? And we got Mr. Rob Equist. Hey, everybody. This may be TMI, but I almost choked on a pickle during the intro song. I had to meet real fast. Well, and not in the fun way. <laughs> so, Rob almost died during the intro after he got mouthy with Craig. <laughs> yep. Gotcha. I think it was karma. Yep. It was the ghost of Craig. The ghost of Craig. Of Craig soul. All right. So, by the time this comes out, for those of you who listen to it the day it comes out, it is Friday, the 30th of October. Uh, a little bit of housekeeping this evening. Uh, Devin and I will be streaming uh, as long as Mother Nature allows me. Uh, oh yeah, we're getting a hurricane. Yeah, we're getting yeah. a hurricane. Uh, but we, me and Devin, have plans to stream the second uh, iteration of the Man of Madan series. Yeah. Uh, what's this one called? I believe it's called Little Hope. Little Hope. Uh, and we are going to be doing that sometime around the 10 p.m. hour. Sorry. The Dark Pictures anthology, a Little Hope. Okay. Man of Madon was the first one. Dark Pictures is the whole thing. And we, we've chose to do this sometime around the 9, 30, 10 o'clock hour so that yeah. Rob could be our intermediary uh, person, essentially. Rob's going to yep. be the only one because me and Devin are going to deafen each other. Yep. Uh, so that way we can't hear what the other one's saying on our streams. Mm-hmm. Which means uh, I'm probably going to end up with the strange cacophony of talking and yeah, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and which also means Rob's going to have to have the multi-twitch open so he can kind of watch both perspectives too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then additionally, tomorrow on October 31st, when you're listening to this, is our 13-hour Halloween live stream event. Uh, it's our kickoff event for our Christmas one where we raise we are raising money for Extra Life and the Children's Miracle Foundation. Um, Rob, do you want to tell a little bit of what's on the lineup? Not Maybe not necessarily go through the whole schedule, but just some of the games off the top of your head that we're going to be playing and maybe thoughts on a, a couple of the new ones that we've tried out this year. Sure. Um. So we're going to be doing our ones that people have enjoyed the most last couple of years, which is Dead by Daylight and Left for Dead. Last year we did Past Five. We're doing it again because they have a new map and a new killer this year. So that we're doing too. Um, and then the new games we're adding that we've tried out are Phasmophobia, um, which is kind of popular right now. You may have seen it other places if you want people to play games. It's a little kind of popular. It's ghost hunting. you got to try and figure out what the ghost is without getting killed by the ghost. And then um, Resident Evil Resistance, which it pits one of us as the 
controlling zombies and traps and stuff against the others who are trying to escape. Right. Only if we have a party of five. Mm-hmm. If we get a, if we only have a party of four, then we're going to be pitted up. We're going to be pitted up against other people who actively play this game and know what they're doing, and we're it's going to be a shit show, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. So yeah, we look forward to doing the live stream, and we look forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, even if it's just for you know periodic check-ins. Uh, all the support is welcomed and appreciated. Very much. Uh, as far as this week's episode, we watched the movie Trick or Treat the other day uh, with the little pumpkin-headed kid. That's Devin's favorite character. I guess his name's Sam. Is that right, Devin? I'll take that. Silence is a resounding yes. Yes, Webby, that is his name. Uh, so, Trick or Treat, Rob, was this your first time seeing it? I forget what you said. Yes, it was. I've never seen it before. So, this, is, this, this was mine and Rob's first time seeing this movie. Devin had seen it before. It was a while ago when it first came out, but I have seen it before, yes. Okay. Welcome back, by the way. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, and so, the movie is essentially... It all takes place in one town, but it cuts from small story that happens to, you know, person A and B over to small story that happens to person C and D elsewhere, and then cuts over to another small story, and then they all, you know, you get to see, you know, A and B in, you know... D and C's story somewhere in the background, just as passerbys, or you know, and, and the stories kind of all inter intertwine and inter interconnect with each other, which I thought was a kind of a cool twist. Um, so starting starting right off, you get a couple coming home from a party, presumably, and. The, the wife wants to take down all the Halloween decorations. It's the end of the night. Uh, the husband, you know, he wants he wants a piece of ass. And so the wife says, okay, go upstairs. I'll be up there when I'm all done. And uh, as she's taking down the Halloween decorations, I'm under... We don't actually ever see it, but having seen the end of the movie, I mean, I'm under the impression, you know, the impression that it was pumpkin-headed kid who killed her and carved her up. Uh, essentially put her head on on a stake and threw a sheet over it. Dangled one of her arms because they had like fake limbs hanging from the trees but this one was real. And uh, Yeah, that was essentially the opening of the movie. Yep. Um, Which took place technically I guess you could say the end of the movie or... yeah. Because it ties yeah. back in at the very end. Yeah. It it, ta- it takes place at the end of the night, we'll say. Yeah. At the end of the night. And uh, uh, before we get too much deep into it, I just wanted to say one thing. That moment you find another game that could have been on the Halloween stream, but it's already too late. I mean, we got two days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Rob just peeked behind the curtain, everybody. This We're recording this on Wednesday. Alright, um, <laughs> the game is in silence, by the way, because that, that can, 
two days. I could have been. We have a, we have a number but we have a number between oh. one and one thousand days before. <laughs> um, it's called yeah, in no, the silence. Game is in silence, two words. Uh, it, uh, the reason why I bring it up is up to six people that can play it. So it's a one v five, or however you want to do it. I mean, like, I don't like that monster. Oh no, I've 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 watched this. This is actually a, a recent game. It was yeah, just it's released. Yeah, relatively new. Sixteenth. Yep. Um, people did say that there were some bugs, just like any new game, but. In general, it seems to be a relatively positive um, response yeah. to the game. the The weird the part, from what from what I can tell, from what I saw in videos, the weird part is is that whoever's playing the killer, they're relatively blind. Yeah, they like, have to rely on audio cues. Yeah, like the thing is, is like if you hear an audio cue, it pings clearly on your on your screen, and you can kind of chase towards the audio cue. Um, yeah, it seems like a, a weird premise. It also, I know the survivors have the chance, though I guess it's hard to fight back and attack the, the monster. Yeah. yeah, you can fight back and attack, and your goal, your objective is to get parts to fix a car so you can leave. Yeah. It's kind of like Friday the 13th, just with a better killer. I mean, that's debatable. Well, with a less broken killer. It was terrible. So. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the, that game never had a chance to really be good because of the lawsuit. So, I mean, the game never really had a chance to be good. Because as soon as they did that lawsuit, they were ordered, they could not do any updates on the game. So they couldn't do anything. They couldn't fix any bugs. They couldn't do anything on the game. Right. Once that lawsuit came out, so I mean, to be fair, the game never had a chance to be good. I think it could have been fine. Like, I think it could have been. It wouldn't have been Dead by Daylight good, but it would have been decent. I mean, I played it the other day. I said from playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Me and Rob gave it. We gave it a few good shots, and neither one of us cared for it. But yeah. Um. But yeah, that In Silence game, it did look interesting, and I was going to bring it up to Rob, but I, I too felt like it was probably too late to... It's probably too late. ...go around <laughs> changing things. Yeah, the only one I could see as replacing would be White Noise, but I feel like people already bought White Noise. I don't know, how much is White Noise? $15? I don't know. This is no, cheaper. It's, it's the same price. It's nine ninety nine. Okay. So it's the same price. So if you've already bought White Noise, I'm not going to make them go out and buy it again. Or buy this instead, so yeah. that's fine. We can ping it for next year. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully by then they fix a lot of the some of the bugs that they've been having with it. And well, hopefully it, yeah, it won't be early access, hopefully next year. Yeah. Anyway, trick or treat. Uh, so I, I I started explaining the, the end of the night scene, which was the opening of the movie. Uh, Rob, do you want to go ahead and explain? I think the next scene is the, the principal. Uh, yeah, so... Um, principal, the, this kid is knocking pumpkins off the fences, jack-o'-lanterns, smashing them. It's obviously a little jerk. Goes to principal's house, there's a candy bowl outside that says, take one. And he starts putting the whole thing in his bag. And the principal happens to arrive home at the exact time that this is happening. And he's like, hey, why are you being a jerk? <laughs> so he's like talking to the kid, he sits down on the porch with him. 
in this. He's being kind of creepy, but also like nice at the same time. So the kid, like, he keeps basically like startling the kid because he has a knife and stuff. And but then he's like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." So he gives the kid candy to eat, and they're sitting there talking, and he's um, <clears throat> he's sitting there talking to the kid, and while the kid's eating candy, it's still being kind of weird and creepy, but more like almost like giving him advice. Uh, so then the kid, and right before it happened, I was like, oh, that's the candy that I poisoned. And then the kid starts vomiting chocolate and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, it really is poisoned. <laughs> and it was. Rob, Rob so, called it. Rob called yep. it. <laughs> so he starts vomiting chocolate and then blood. And then he basically dies. The principal drags him into the house. Um, and then he's like covered in throw up blood all over so then this other group of people comes up and asks for candy and he's like uh <laughs> so he opens the door and they all like give these blood curdling screams and then they start laughing like haha it was a joke and he's like oh thank god so he gives each of them a candy and these three kids show up later um but then they they ask if they can borrow one of his jack-o'-lanterns we'll take obviously because they're not gonna give it back Take one of his jack-o'-lanterns because they're it's some kind of scavenger hunt for UNICEF or something. And he's like, Yeah, sure, go ahead. So he closes the door on them, drags the kid out to the backyard, where there's an already pre-dug hole. Uh and so then his kid appears in the window upstairs and it's like, Dad, I'm back from trick-or-treating, blah 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 blah. And just yelling and he's like, Shh, shut up <laughs> while he's dumping the kid in the hole. Am I wrong on that? What? Am I wrong? That's the most annoying kid of all time. Yeah, <laughs> very annoying and loud. So the kid geeks like as he's trying to bury this kid. Like, there's also another one that in the hole. There's like I think there's a couple in the hole. One of them starts to like wake up and is yelling for help. And uh, the kid keeps coming back to the window. Is like, Can we go to parade later. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> and he's like, Yes, just go. Shut up. Uh, and so then the neighbor. Is like, what are you? What's going on out there? Because uh, his dog. Oh wait, his dog was barking <laughs> at him at first. So the guy cuts off one of the kid's fingers and throws it at the dog to like make the dog chase the finger and go away. <laughs> but then the neighbor comes out and is like, "What are you doing out there?" Uh, and he's like, "It's just me, uh, Mister Whatever." Uh, and he's down in the hole because <laughs> first he tries to hide, but then he realizes he's not gonna be able to hide. The dog's basically just barking directly at him. So then he's like, the guy's like, what are you doing down there? And he's like, oh, my septic system blew. And the guy's like, oh, it stinks. Like, like hell or, or whatever. Like a dead whore, I think he said. And the guy's just like, yeah, I know. Okay, I'm fixing it. And he's, he goes inside and he's like, happy Halloween. The guy says, uh, what the heck does he say? I don't remember because he says it again later. Screw you. I think he says like, screw you or something like that. And he goes in the house. So then the guy finishes filling the hole, plants a tree. Well, no. So is it is that before or after? Yeah, no. So yeah, yep. No, it happened before. They ever got. I, I could remember if the kid waking up and screaming was before or after, or like starting to grab him. Um, was before yeah. or after the dude came out. That was before he came out, and then yeah, he finishes up. He plants the tree. Yeah. Um. So then he goes to the porch. Uh, and as he's walking up the porch, he looks in his neighbor's window, and his neighbor's, like, tapping the window and yelling something at him, 
And he says the same thing back at him, like, screw you. And goes in the house, and then you see the guy, the neighbor, getting tackled by something in the window. <laughs> um, so then he goes back in the house, and he's talking. Kid says something about his mom. I don't remember what. But he's like, come carve the jack-o'-lantern now. And the dad's like, uh, you never stop talking. And, it, and he, like, takes out the knife, and it seems like he's going to stab the kid. So they go down in the basement, and he's, like, behind the kid, petting him on the head. And he's like, oh, let's make this face scary. And he's like, yeah, real scary. And then he, like, stabs it down, and you hear this squelching noise. And he pulls the knife back, and it's covered in blood. But then it pans around, and the kid's fine. And the jack-o'-lantern they're carving is the fat kid's head from earlier. <laughs> so the kid's a little psycho, too. It's a house full of psychopaths. Yep, and that's yep. how that segment ends. Yep. All right, moving on to uh, the next segment, if we remember, Devin. That's the surprise party one. That's the um, where we have uh, Lori, who's played by uh, Anna Paquin. Um, and people are... Well, bef- before that scene, we get to see them. They're shopping for their costumes. Right, 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 right. I was getting at that. I was saying, you know, uh, she's, they're just, they're picking with her because there's, you know, they're saying, oh, she's 22-year-old virgin, air quotes. Right. Um, yeah, and they're all, basically, they're all getting their costumes at the Halloween store, and they just kind of, it's her, her sister, and, like, two or three friends, and they just, like, throughout the night, just keep inviting these random people to come party with them. Like, they grabbed the guy at the Halloween store. They grabbed uh, a couple guys in a news van who wind up being their ride yep. out to, like, the fucking, what you call it? And then uh, the sister, she's like, no, nah, it's fine. I'll just come myself. You know, I'll get out there myself. Don't worry about it, uh, Lori. She's like, don't worry about it. I'll get out there myself. And they're like, all right, you sure? And she's kind of, um, you know, she's kind of... Oh no, she was also she was mad that she had to be Little Red Riding Hood, um, right. and her sister was like, "It's tradition, uh, you know, you're always Little Red Riding Hood." Well, the Virgin's always Little Red Riding Hood for that year. Uh, yep. And then while and they're then walking we, in the street, I think yeah, we see the dude making out with the girl. Yeah. Um, and then he starts biting her because uh, he's wearing fake vampire. Well, he's wearing vampire teeth. He's like the vampire. We found out later he's a fake vampire. Yeah. But um. He was like a vampire. He starts biting her, and then he winds up killing her. So yeah, they're making out. Uh, they're you know they're making out. He's like kissing her neck, and then he bites her. She like freaks out for a second. She's blood running down her neck. He smiles. Uh, she screams. She tries to run. Um, and it's kind of like almost like a callback to the the I know what you did last summer scene. Like she's right there, and then like just like right off the street, you see uh, her getting basically overtaken and killed. And then left to sit next to some drunk guy yep. uh, who's just passed out on the side of the road. And she just looks like she's covered in blood like a Halloween costume. Yep. So, And then that's when we saw them. Shortly after that, we saw them leaving off with the people in the van. And then it cuts, like the next scene, it cuts to um, her sister's calling her. And she's calling her like, hey, you know, where are you at? You know, it's been a while. Um, because they're out like a bonfire in the woods, so she's calling. And she's like, "Hey, where you at? You know, it's been a while. Uh, I haven't heard from you. You know, everything's okay. You're, are you okay? Everything's okay. You're, you're fine." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, I'm, I met somebody. I'm walking. Da 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 da." And then um, they have like some banter, talking about like their mother and how her mother always said that she was always the run of the litter. Um, and I think that's when she tells her that she has a a date for her and she points to the date and just like 
It's like some big dude in like a baby costume. Yeah. Like just like spilling food on himself while he's trying to eat. And then I I don't think the actual party that they go to happens yet cuz I think the the no. rock quarry thing happens first. Yeah, none of this like these stories are all like broken up. Yeah. Yeah, they're all broken up. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard. I don't know exactly the order of which it happens. I guess we just cover each segment and we kind of can figure out from there. Yeah. yeah. So, like, all the little bits that Devin just explained were, like, little tiny snippets that happened throughout the movie. Um, there were a set of kids that stopped by the principal's house while he just murdered the the red-headed ginger kid who was knocking over pumpkins. Uh, and then they asked if they could take some of the pumpkins for a good cause. Uh, I covered that already. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. And then they went and they found uh, Rhonda's house? Did you? Yeah, see? I just told the part about it because I was telling the principal story. All right. Um, well, they end up going to a house because um, they don't have enough pumpkins. Um they end up going to a house uh, where the one of the girls I'm guessing that they go to school with, her name is Rhonda. Uh, her whole front yard is just covered in these pumpkins. And she comes out, she's dressed like a witch, and she decides that she'll go with them. And they got like two shopping carts, or a shopping cart and a wagon full of just pumpkins. And they end up going out to this old rock quarry. Um, and... They start telling a story, or the one of the girls starts telling a story about how there was a tragedy that happened at this rock quarry, where uh, a bus full of oh, troubled kids, hard to handle kids, yeah, troubled. I guess is a good word for it. Um, they used to all go on the same bus, and they their driver would drive them to school and whatnot, but then at least I was alluded to the fact that the parents kind of encouraged this bus driver to do what he did. Um, whether through bribes or asking him to do it, or I wasn't under the impersonation that he was choosing to do this by himself. Well, I mean, we don't even know what the bus driver was supposed to do, because... Oh, I mean, I I have a feeling like I know what he was supposed to do. I mean, I guess. Because like, he stops the bus just shy of the rock quarry, and then he puts it in park, and he starts walking up the aisle, checking to make sure that all these kids are essentially chained into their seats. Yeah. And then giving them candy. And then I'm fairly certain he was just going to put the tr- put the bus in drive and then jump off the bus. Like, I think that's how it was supposed to go down. Hmm. Um, but the vampire kid, the kid wearing the vampire costume and mask, uh, knew based off of how many turns they took that they weren't going home. They weren't going where they were supposed to be going. And he started freaking out and he got out of his bindings and he managed to get up to the driver's seat. And as the driver went to go approach him, one of the kids tripped him. And the kid managed to put the bus in gear and drove all of them down into the rock quarry, into the into the, the pond or lake or whatever whatever's down in there. <clears throat> and 
supposedly all the kids drowned, and we see the driver kind of pull himself up onto some rocks. And then that was essentially the end of that story that the girl was telling them. Uh, and then she said that they brought all the pumpkins here because they're going to bring the pumpkins down to the shore to essentially sh- pay tribute to the kids who lost their lives. Um, but we find out because three of the kids go down first, leaving Rhonda alone with like the pirate kid. Uh, the pirate kid, when they go down, he starts freaking out because they hear screams and stuff in the distance, in the fog. Um, and Rhonda ends up telling him to stay in the cage because it's like a little elevator cage. Stay in the cage. And she walks out. Um, I feel like Rhonda's very naive about things, which is why she wasn't like too, too nervous at this point. Um, And then the pirate kid must have snuck out because he was in on this. And when she walked closer to the shore, she saw people near the water or coming out of the water. They were wearing like raggedy clothes and these masks. And one of them, they, they started chasing her and she started freaking out. She tripped in the mud, broke her glasses she saw the pirate kid. It looked like they were eating his intestines. Uh, and she ended up making it back to close to the cage before I think the oldest boy was like, you know, he pulled his mask off. He's like, hey, 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 it's not real. It was a joke. I'm sorry. You know, we took it a little too far, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they went to go pick up all their stuff so they could just leave. And the two girls and the pirate kids started, they saw things and they started hearing voices. So they started freaking out. And so the oldest boy who was trying to kind of, you know, comfort Rhonda at this point, uh, went to go investigate and he started hearing things. And then Rhonda started hearing the screams from everybody And she got back in the cage and closed the door. And when they all started running up to the cage and explaining, hey, listen, there's something really down here, this, that, and the other thing. We're not joking this. You know, we're not joking anymore. It was kind of like the boy who cried wolf scenario where I don't think she believed him at that point. And instead of giving them the key to get in, she just pressed the up button and left them all down there. And presumably to be eaten by what we then saw as all of the costumed kids from the bus from the backs the back uh flashback story so and then when she got up to the top she grabbed her her wagon with her pumpkin in it and she saw the pumpkin-headed kid who was just sitting there staring at her and then decided that they just both started walking in opposite directions and they left each other alone. Um, so yeah, and that's the end of that story. Unless I missed anything. I think I covered most of that, though. And then from there, I think we go to the werewolf party in the woods. 
That sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Um, so Devin wanted yeah. to cover the werewolf party in the woods. Yep. Let's see. Yep. All right. Yeah. So it goes back to the bonfire. That's when we, I think we, that's when we get, like I was saying before, that's when we get her sister calling her. They have a little banter back and forth about, you know, their past and their mom and whatnot. Um, Oh no, she's talking with her friends first, and the others are like, "No, all the other girls are like, no, she's probably fine. She's just out, you know, wandering around." But they're like, "She has to be here before midnight. It has to happen, you know. She has to be here before midnight." Da 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 da. You know, they're saying that's so what she calls her to have that conversation. Um, and then yeah, we can see Lori. She's walking down like this wooded path. Um, and then she kind of gets the sense that someone's like watching her or following her behind. So she stops and she shouts that she's not in the mood. They better come out. And she turns back around as she runs into our resident vampire uh, who grabs her by the neck and holds her into a tree. And he starts, I think he says a quote uh, from literary writing. I think he goes yeah, like, what big eyes you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he bites her neck and then it kind of cuts. Um, and then all you see the people at the party and then you just see this cloaked figure um, in like Little Red Riding Hood's cloak just drop down um, and land in the middle of the party. And everybody's freaking out. Her sister's freaking out. She thinks it's her. And then slowly, like, they pull the hood off, and it's him. And he's, like, he, he looks in pretty rough shape. Yeah, he's, like, we, he's like mouthing the words, help me. Yep. He's in pretty rough shape. Like, his legs are busted. <laughs> he's in pretty bad shape. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because his body just falls out of a tree. Uh, he's begging for help. His mask is removed, and we see it's the principal. It's Principal Wilkins. Yep. Uh, he starts like whimpering. He starts freaking out. Uh, and that's when Lori appears, uh, like in the crowd, and they or the crowd starts splitting. And she's like talking. You know, she assures everyone that she's fine, even though she has like the blood coming out of her neck. Uh, and then that's when yeah, then she, I think she, yeah, she approaches him. She winds up straddling him, sitting down. Um, and then she tells him that this is her first time. And everybody kind of starts to dance and you know, yeah, their clothes. yeah. So this was the highlight of the movie for me because boobies, okay. And then the next part happened, and I don't know how I feel about it. Probably one of the more horrific transition scenes I think I've seen from Werewolves, but I'm gonna let you guys describe it. Yeah. So. You know, she says this is the first time. All the other girls start dancing and stripping off their clothes, and then the girls start turning into werewolves. But like when they're transforming, they're like effectively like uh, her sister helps her by like slitting open her back. Yeah, and like like a zipper. Yeah, (laughs) they like start like ripping off like their their skin, like their top layer of skin, and it reveals like their fur and shit underneath them. Um, and yeah, yeah, like like, they take the skin off their legs like, like a boot. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't, because, I mean, hot naked girls and then all of a sudden hairy ass werewolves. Fine. I'm with it. Yeah. yeah. So they was, started, this, was this movie before or after True Blood? Uh, 2007? I feel like it was before True Blood. So this oh, was came out in 2016. True Blood came out in 2008. So this this came out in 2007. I'm not crazy, right? I don't remember. 
2007. Yep. So this is before True Blood. So this is where Anna Paquin got her her vampire <laughs> debut. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's funny, actually. No wonder she was a no-nonsense Sookie Stackhouse in True Blood. Nope. She was having none of it from nobody. She's been through enough. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So they like like what we described. They start you know like basically like ripping and zipping off their skin. Uh, yeah. Fucked effectively up. to fucking you know reveal their werewolf side. Anna Paquin didn't transform completely. I'm not gonna lie. She, she was kind of hot with like her facial features. Like, like it was the crazy. He had the crazy. Eyes. I guess it, it might have been. I really am into crazy chicks. I think. <laughs> I think I have a problem. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of not simply unprofessional, but uh, Webby's therapy session. Yeah, Webby needs help. <laughs> another episode of Webby's therapy session where we will discuss all of Webby's inner inner issues and uh, air modern air. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't shy. Whatever. <laughs> I, I've always, I've always been under the impression, like I've always. Stuck to my guns as far as anybody can ask me any question, and I will Webby, answer. First, Webby, first date. Girl takes food off your plate. What do you do? Oh, no. No one takes food off my plate. <laughs> I don't share food. I'm like Joey from Friends. I don't share food. I don't food. share food. <laughs> then he eats her food, and when she comes back, he's yes. like, I'm not even sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it was the dessert or something, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She comes back, it's gone, and he's just leaning back. And he's like, I'm not even sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. No. Uh, in, in all honesty, I don't have a problem with if, if I'm on a date and a girl picks some fries or something off my. If she, like, cuts my burger in half and wants half my burger because she only ordered a goddamn salad, go fuck yourself. You should have ordered a burger. I would have respected you more. (laughs) Webby, while we were talking about friends for a second here, off topic, topic, off topic, topic for the day. Uh, If you had to take one crew of friends in a fight, which crew would you take? The uh, How I Met Your Mother crew or the Friends crew? Who in a fight? In a fight. I mean, are, how I met your mother? To... Only because of Marshall? Probably. Marshall and possibly drunk, drunk Barney. I don't know. Monica's pretty strong. <laughs> I have a feeling like. I feel like an angry Lily could take Monica. Lily, yeah, I think Lily could take Monica and Rachel. I won't throw Phoebe in there because Phoebe's all all kinds of crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'll let I'll let Robin do with Phoebe. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be an interesting and fair fight because <laughs> they're both crazy in different ways. I think my favorite episode though is uh, is when uh, and I met your mother. Like my favorite skit on one of the a couple of episodes is when they find. Her old tape, which she was on that old kid show, and she's oh, talking about her beaver. That was an <laughs> ongoing joke there because they found other tapes. I know. I'll, every every I feel like every joke at High Met Your Mother is like oh, an ongoing joke. Like it's like, never like a one-off joke. No, like because two seasons later, like Barney would like kick in the front door to one of their apartments and be like, "Guys, I found the hidden gem," and then he'd go straight over to the TV. They'd be like, "What is it?" It's like Robin Sparkles. 
part three, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> they get all they all get on the couch, <laughs> like the one where she goes punk or emo. Yep. Ah, uh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But Lily has a lot of pent up anger. I think Lily could take on Monica and Rachel by herself. Plus, she was Willow from Buffy, so sorry. But yeah, back on all right, back on topic. So yeah, all the werewolves and Anna Paquin's character fucking starts fucking. They fucking kill everybody they invited to that party. They kill. They killed the poor hot dog guy. I feel bad for the hot dog. Yeah. Uh, for all the female viewers, and if we have any gay bros, uh, there is not much male eye candy in this movie. Uh, although the the beginning guy, I remember thinking, well, now he's single, but that was it. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> the guy who who yeah. co- who was in Supernatural for a little yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he to be fair, Rob, he did fall asleep during porn, so he. I don't think he was really that interested. That's true. It, that is true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's really no one else. Huh? I think the next one is. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. No, there's really no eye candy. I mean, unless you get off to like middle age, middle age serial killer vibes. Like yeah, if like the... like if middle age if middle age with a kid Christian Bale from American Psycho is your is your jam? <laughs> <laughs> like then we sure? got a, then we got a nerdy version of that for you. <laughs> so. Uh, so from the werewolf scene, we cut to I believe the the neighbor, the the principal's neighbor. This is like one of yeah. the uh, the ending we're, scenes here. Yeah, we're Sam. Sam himself. Yeah. So why don't people? Why don't uh, who 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 wants this, Devin or Rob? Well, I gotta go get my tea. So okay, Rob, why hey. don't you why don't you walk us through? Since it was you who mentioned the fact that when we saw him last, he was being tackled through his, you know. It, by something we saw through his window. Uh, now you get to explain what led up to that moment. Okay. So he, he we're, we're following three clowns. They go up to his door and they knock and uh, well, they look apprehensive about even knocking. Uh, his front yard is completely bare. It looks creepy. So they walk up to the door and they knock. And the door like slowly opens, and then they see these red eyes in the dark, and it's like, Aah! so they freak it, they freak out, and they run, and you find out it's the little dog, his little dog with a mask on, running after them. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes out and he's laughing, and he takes their bags of candy back in the house because they <laughs> were so freaked they just dropped their candy. So he grabs the bags of candy, brings it in, brings the dog in, and then he's just watching TV while he's eating their candy. Uh, so then he hears he hears something. He got up, uh, and then his dog like ran but, away. But Rob, it's October. It's getting chilly. What does he do for warmth? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's just burning pictures for some for yeah, warmth. He just <laughs> he has, has a whole of, box like, of photos. old photos. And he keeps throwing him on the fire by it, like a handful of photos on the fire. But there's still like more. Like it's like it's his it's like it's his logs, his photos, because he throws a bunch on there and then he sits down, even though there's like still a whole box of photos. Yeah. <laughs> so he wasn't like, I'm just gonna burn all these photos. He was like, nah, they're they're kindling. 
<laughs> All right. So yeah, so that's before he's eating the candy. Um, so then, yeah, he hears like a noise or something, and he goes to check it out, and the dog runs away from him. Uh, so he's like looking around the house, and there's nothing there. He and then he hears the dog barking because he goes upstairs, I think, looking for the dog and can't find it. So then the dog, he hears the dog barking, and he comes downstairs, and the dog's outside. So he's like, "How did you get outside?" So he goes and he opens the side door where the dog is, and that's where he's talking to the principal who's down in the hole burying the children. Yep. Uh, so that whole scene happens from his side of view. So then he goes back inside the house, uh, but he left the door open when he came out. So as he goes in, he closes the door and he locks it up. Um, so then he, the dog takes off again. This time the dog does go upstairs. So he goes upstairs looking for the dog, and... He he goes in the room, at, right? And at, then that's well, where the writing all over at, this. At the bottom of the stairs, he hears footsteps, which is why oh, he yeah. grabs his gun. Yeah, so he grabs his shotgun and he heads on up. And then on the as he's going up the stairs, he sees he sees the pumpkin-headed kid just run across from one side to the other. Yep. Um, okay. And then, yeah, then he goes into the room. That's where all the writing is on the walls. Yeah, and the room's, like, covered in trick-or-treat, right? Or something. Yep. I don't remember. Yeah, it yeah. says trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat and a bunch of other hey, stuff. Give, like, me, give mean... me something good to eat was on there. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like, that whole rhyme, I guess. Written all over the walls in bright red. Yeah. So he's, like, looking around yeah. at it. And then Pumpkin Kid comes out from under the bed and, like, his Achilles tendon basically on one of his legs. <laughs> yeah, no, he put, yeah, he pulls out his fucking candy bar, his candy bar fucking razor blade. With the razor blade in it, yeah. Yeah, this well, I mean, you didn't know that at the time. just darts out. And, puts... <laughs> and then when yeah, the he, guy falls, yeah. he comes out and he unwraps the wrapper, the candy wrapper, and it's got a razor. Yeah. Ah! Greatest weapon, greatest weapon <laughs> in, in any killer. Universe. Ever. Then I think he like I think he like boots the kid across the room to get out. He does. <laughs> yeah, with his good foot, and then he's like limping with the gun down the away, and then he falls. He falls down the stairs. He, he falls down the stairs, stairs because the yeah, kid dumps a bunch of candy, candy out. Yeah, yeah but the candy on the stairs. He falls down the stairs and he tries to get up. There's a bunch of glass on the yeah, floor. Yeah, it's and just like, candy and glass yeah. that the kid threw down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> It's all the shit that people have put in, like, like think about, like, the razor blades and candy. Right, people put in glass, broken, yeah. broken glass and candy. So it's all that shit during the year, like, all, like, the trick-or-treaty, like, stuff you gotta watch out for. I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't, like, a hypodermic needle in one of them. There probably was. There probably uh, was. <laughs> so then he's trying to undo the door with his messed up fingers because they're covered in glass. And uh, he's like, ow, 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 is he trying to, because he has like 50 locks on the door. Yeah, because he's a paranoid old man. <laughs> like, um, this is where we see the kid on the ceiling. Yeah, so the kid's like crawling across the ceiling. He jumps down on him, and then, like, he manages to get away again. He goes to the window, and he's like screaming at the name, the principal to help him, and then the kid, like, tackles him across the window. Now, listeners, when we say kid, this, this, the pumpkin-headed kid in this movie looks to be the size of maybe, like, a seven-year-old, I'm guessing. Yeah. Just with, like, a beanbag for a head. 
like it's an abnormally large pumpkin head. Um, but it's like a burlap sack, I guess, rather. So then the old guy is like struggling with him and starts to rip the burlap sack off, uh, which reveals like a mouth with teeth and it starts biting him. The woman's like, why did you rip it off? Now he can bite you. Yeah. Just (laughs) added weapons. He didn't have that fucking before. God. Uh, so then he, the old guy manages to pull the whole thing off, and underneath the kid's like made of pumpkin, like his head is a, a jack, like a jack o' lantern. Uh, so he rips the hand off of Sounds it and close. then shoots it with his shotgun. So it like flies into the corner and it seems to be dead. He takes his gun and he shoots it again to be safe, which is also what I would have done. Yeah. So then he limps over to the phone and starts trying to call the police. And he's like, I'd like to report a... And then you see the hand, a hand fly up and pull the cord out yep. of the wall. And so then he's like looking around like, what the heck? So then all of a sudden he gets stabbed again by the candy thing. And you see it's just the disembodied hand of the... Like freaking yeah, cousin. Even, even he was in disbelief. <laughs> he was just like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, that was... That's exactly what he said. You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> so, um, so he collapses because I think both his feet are cut now. He collapses on the ground. The kid's hand goes back. It grabs the mask and brings it back over to him. Uh, and then he puts the mask on and he stands back up. And he takes out the knife and he goes to stab the guy. And he stabs the chocolate bar that no. the had in his pocket. No. no, he doesn't use the knife this time. This time he takes one of those old school jack-o'-lantern lollipops. Yeah, lollipop. I and he, he bites it in like a crescent moon shape. Like the old yep. ones that like literally jacket, were like glass. Uh, and he, he goes and he stabs him with that. <laughs> uh, but instead of stabbing the old guy, it stabbed into a candy bar. So he pulls it back, and the old guy's pretending to be dead. <laughs> Smart. So the, the kid looks at the candy bar and starts eating it, and then he's kind of just like, okay, thanks, and then turns and starts walking away. Yeah. The old guy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then we see we see him again, like, in the next scene. Like, I think somebody's, like, knocking on his door. Because, like, he, like, walks over. He has his fucking bag. Uh, Sam does. Sam has his bag. Like he walks over, he like waves his hand or whatever, and the door just opens. He walks out, and then you you're dragging his bag down the steps, and you just hear this cat meowing. Oh yeah, in the fucking bag. Like this, like this, this awful cat meowing in yep. the bag, and then he just, he just, the door just shuts, and he walks off. And then yeah, that happened then, in the principal's house too, because the principal gave him candy, and he walked, turned, just turned around, and walked with the cat bag. Yep. <laughs> Got yep. <laughs> yep. And then he fucking like, and then, the, then he cuts like, I think he cuts like the next scene, and like the guy's like, he he rings his doorbell. He it's opens simple. his door. It's showing right. everybody like at the end of the night, like it shows yeah, the girl yeah, in yeah. the van driving back, and it shows the little girl yep. with the pumpkin wagon getting home and all that. Yep. And then he, he go to his door. He opens his door, and he's got his arm tied up, like his head's tied up, like he has the mumps. And he opens the door, and he just and he's just like trick or treat. He just starts like shoveling like old man candy. And they're it's all like mints, peppermints, like butterscotch candies. Yeah, like those fucking like that strawberry. Is, his front yard is like full of candies that no one can ever get. Well, Sam did that, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I that was that one part. of the changes. When he opened the front door, the whole 
front of the house was filled with jack-o'-lanterns. I yeah. forgot about that. Yep, and then that's when he you know he does that, and then after the kids leave, he looks out, he sees Sam and out there staring at him, and, and then Sam, Sam turns around and sees the couple from the very beginning of the movie, and yeah, the, the woman blows out the, the candle, Jack o' Lantern, yeah, and then you just see Sam start to walk that way, <laughs> and he shuts the door. I think he just pulls out a lollipop and walks that way. Yeah, yeah, he pulls out the lollipop again, the same one with the crescent thing. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes back inside, and then Rob, his doorbell uh, rings one more time. <laughs> yep. So then you see the photos that were burning, and one of them is him, and you find out that he was actually the bus driver. So when he opens, it's from the bus that killed those other kids, and they're just standing there, and they say, trick or treat, and that's how it ends. Yeah. I did not see that oh, coming with him being the bus driver. Technically... When um, it cuts to the credits, it's doing the credits, but it's doing the credits in the comic book style, and the kids are eating him. They're eating and, him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're eating him in the comic book credits, so he gets ate by the kids that he killed. Although, technically, it was it was the vampire's fault. Yes. Yeah. Can't run over semantics, though. It was his plan. It was his... It was a, he it had was, the intent of doing it himself. You're wrong. You're not wrong. You're not so. wrong. Yeah. Well, the only thing I don't understand is because, like, through the movie, they were talking about how putting out jack-o'-lanterns was supposed to ward off spirits. And that's like that seems to be like, because the kids from the bus didn't appear until they kicked the jack-o'-lantern into the lake and it went out. And then she he when he saw her blow out the jack-o'-lantern in front of their house... Sam has rules. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Have, yeah, but I have, Sam had put a bunch of lit jack-o'-lanterns in the old man's yard and those that's, ghosts showed up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't understand why that that happened. Because he was supposed to be warded, I would think. Because karma follows it... no rules. I guess not. I have uh, maybe because Sam was forced to put them there, and he didn't put them there himself. I don't know. Nah. I do have Sam's rules. I do have Sam's rules. So Sam has a legit set of rules. He has a legitimate set of rules. Okay, let's go over Sam's rules then. Otherwise, so, that was essentially trick or treat, everybody. Uh, yeah. it, it was a very, it didn't seem like a very long movie. Um, we'll go over. Because it, it felt like a bunch of short movies in one movie. Yeah. So it, them, it felt overly long. Yeah. What was the runtime on that movie, Devin? Um, I want to say an hour and 28 minutes. All right. All right. Just check quick. I'll tell you in a second. It's an hour and. What was it? Hour and twenty-two minutes. All right. So I mean, that uh, it was a relatively shorter movie, anyway. I mean, on average, I mean, it wasn't like. I mean, anything. average nowadays, you're looking at movies being two plus hours long. I mean, that's an average. I was, I was still say, I think the industry standard for like a, a like a uh, your regular movie is like ninety minutes, give yeah, or take. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like an hour and a half. It was like couple. It was like a couple minutes shy of like an hour and a half. It wasn't too bad. Right. All right. So Sam's rules. Sam's rules. So, um, there's four that were conf- uh, I confirmed, and there's other ones that have been said outside of like the movie, like canon verse. Um, so I, I I read both. So the first four rules that have been like truly confirmed were: you always give out candy candy to trick or treaters on Halloween. Always wear a costume. Never extinguish the flames of a jack o' lantern before midnight, and respect the dead. Those are the four. His four rules confirmed, but he also technically has some more rules based on 
these are rules that have been extrapolated based on some of his other kills and stuff that he's done. Okay, now let me ask you a question about the first base rules. Yes. Don't blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. What if you don't have a jack-o'-lantern to begin with? It's unacceptable. But is it? I mean, I would say it's unacceptable. You need to to honor the spirit. Okay, okay. So, so outside of those four, the other three rules that people have said are probably what it is, is always check your candy. That's probably, that's why he has the, um, the, you know, the glass and stuff and all the other stuff is always check your candy. The bag of uh, shrapnel never, candy. Yep. Never take down your decorations before November 1st. And okay. never hurt the innocent. Um, and that was the last one that I was probably assuming why the the bus driver died was never hurt the innocent well that and probably Respect Rhonda Rhonda and I think yeah, she, I mean, she, she was allowed to leave by Sam because she was the one who was hurt in that exchange yeah yeah she, she was innocent in that exchange like she didn't do anything yeah. wrong in that exchange she was innocent in that exchange <laughs> I just love this picture caption here so on the website, it's time for the segment of where I show a picture and have no context. On the website, they have this picture, and there's a caption underneath the picture that just says, he always knows. <laughs> well, I mean, that's terrifying. I'm not going to lie, folks. This kid's head looks like it's like a beach ball wrapped in a burlap bag with two buttons for eyes. So they described the way the way they described his character, like the way they described his um his, his he looks, head. looks like the characters from that game where you ran around in the sack little sack guys. Uh yeah, uh sack boy from um God, Little Big Planet. But yeah, yeah Little Big Planet. That's yeah. yeah. So the director described his or was it the director or was it the um the the, the actual actor? Check real quick. Who played this? I can't remember. Um yeah, so the director. The writer-director described said he thought of the head, he described it as a cross between a pumpkin and a, a pumpkin and an embryo. Which when I look at it, I'm like, okay. I could see that. Pumpkin and a, a pumpkin and an embryo. I could see that. Here's a better picture of like Sam's head without his mask. Webby's like, I don't need it. Fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's terrifying. <laughs> he reminds me of something else, like like an alien movie that I've seen. Reminds me of E.T. a little bit. No, well, no. It definitely reminds me of something else. I just can't picture, like, I can't. He looks so happy in the bottom two, though. I mean, he technically looks happy in the top one. <laughs> he He looks peaceful in general. He does. Um, now, how old is how old's the person who played him now? Uh, he was eight years old when he played him. And that was in 2007? Yep. No, okay. 2007. He was born in 1999. So now, what's this guy look like now? Um, hey, we dug up a picture of the guy who played oh, Ghostface in I, Scream 3. I have a picture for him. Just give me two seconds. So we got to get a picture of Sam... Yeah. The pumpkin. Uh, yeah, he he plays in what do you call it now? Um, hold on a second. What's the movie? Trick or Treat. 
Um, he played. Uh, he most recently played in uh, the man, uh, the man in the man in High Castle, the man of High Castle, the man in the High Castle. There we go. That's what it is. So this is him now. Um, if I can open picture and actually send a picture, you know, I fucking just Google it and do it that way. So. This is him now, and every year on Halloween, he does like a live tweet uh, session uh, with this movie. So that's pretty cool, I think. Um, why are you being a pain in the ass right now? Fun fact. One year for Halloween, I also wore a burlap sack on my head. There you go. Oh, well, that is much different look. It is much improved, I must say. No, he needs to put the burlap sack back on. He's currently 21 years old. Um, yeah, so if you want to know what he actually looked like in the movie, he was the kid that was peeping on the girls. That was him. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the beginning. That, uh, that was It was the same kid that played him. Smartest, so played- of, smartest of all the kids. Yeah, he was the kid peeping on the girls at the beginning. So, I'm going to give you a t- context here. Uh, this was one Halloween. I'm the one on the right. My buddy Nick is the I've one on the, the left. I think I've seen this picture before, but I like it. Yep. Great Halloween costume. <laughs> I was going for... I, I, I want to say... It was one of the chainsaw guys from Resident Evil 5. I Four, think. Probably. No, I think it was 5. Where they started getting like the really like downhill Billy Villager people who chased you all the time. Um, Maybe it was 4. I don't remember now. But all I remember about the guy is he had like a burlap sack over his head and he was just wrapped in barbed wire. Yep, that guy. Yeah, that's the Chainsaw Man Resident before. Yeah, so that's who I was supposed to be, just more bloody. And then I needed a way to make the fucking bag stay on my head, so I think that's why I wrapped myself in barbed wire. So. Is that actual barbed wire? Or no, it, it, it was uh, costume barbed wire, like plastic oh. barbed wire. I didn't know if you had actual barbed wire and you just cut the barbs off. No. I was like, I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, I didn't. So, another fun fact, when I was a kid, in, I might have been a freshman in high school. Uh, If not, it was eighth grade. Uh, My sister, who had lived upstairs at the time, was, had a bunch of her friends over. She was having a Halloween party. And I decided to go up into the garage and I put on a hockey mask. It, it looked exactly like a Jason hockey mask. And I took one of our chainsaws up there and I took the chain off of it. Or like the blade part. And I went up the back steps. <laughs> cracked open the back door to the house. 
and then started trying to pull the cord on the chainsaw to get the chainsaw to run, but it wasn't running at first. And then as I looked up, because I saw something out of the corner of my eye, one of her friends stopped and looked at me at the end of the hallway, and she heard the chainsaw start to run, (laughs) and all she saw was a hockey mask, and she freaked out. And then next thing I knew, there was like six girls all crushing my foot in the doorway because I was trying to hold the door open so I could barge into the house with a chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) When he's trying to get the chainsaw going, he's like, listen. It was not running. This never never happened to me before. Yeah. He's just ripping the chainsaw. This never happened to me before. I swear. So. I promise I'll be a good killer. Don't leave me. (laughs) But yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that was trick or treat. Um, we're right around the hour mark. Do you think Sam would be a good Dead by Daylight killer? Oh yeah, that's right. We gotta do Dead by Daylight uh, stuff. Um, I mean, I think he would suffer from the same problems that we gave to Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, I, I think he would be a little too short, but um, <laughs> I think if they sized him up a little bit, like just a little bit, like enough, I think he'd be okay. But I think, yeah, I mean, I think you know what? I think he would be an all right Dead by Daylight killer. You could give him a candy bar with a razor blade. Would it be a candy bar with a razor blade, or would it be the sucker, or would you save the sucker for his Mori? I'd save the sucker for the Mori. Okay. Uh, But I would also give him, like, some sort of ability where he could essentially... You know how, like, killers can kick the generators to make them degrade and stuff? I would Mm -hmm. give him an ability to essentially do something similar to a chest. So when a survivor goes and, like, opens up a chest, it's trapped... And they get like the exposed status effect. Yeah, or you could actually do something similar to like a generator, um, where he can like you know how the doctor can like overcharge a generator. Yeah. He can do something similar to that, where if they come like for you know you over you like you go to the generator instead of like kicking it to break it, you can activate your you know you can like right click or whatever to like activate the ability, um, or you know however you would do it, you would just hold it down, keep holding it down, and instead of doing it, you do it that way, um, where for like. 30 seconds or 60 seconds, if that generator it gets completed, uh, the person who completed it is like either exposed or they take one health level of damage. Right. Like to kind of signifying like, oh, I booby trapped it. You got, you know, trick or treat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that'd be kind of cool. I think he'd definitely be cool. So running through some of his powers that he has that he's shown in the, in the show. In the show, he had, uh, he, he had immortality. Um, he's been in existence ever since the uh, ancient, the ancient uh, pagans celebrated uh, Samhain. Uh, regeneration. Uh, clearly, we saw him getting revived. He can do wall climbing and scaling, Webby's favorite power. Um, necromancy. He can raise the kids from the dead. He can raise the kids. For, he raised those kids from the dead, so he can do necromancy. Uh, teleportation. Um, because he kind of seems to be everywhere. He's like, this kid's everywhere. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of everywhere. He's so that's everywhere. something similar, too. You could give him something along the lines of, like, those hag sigils that could mm-hmm. proc. But maybe instead of putting them anywhere, he has to put them near a specific item, like a hook or... Or just give him, like, a, a jack-o'-lantern. Like a jack-o'-lantern. Like, he has to, like, like he, he could sit down like a jack-o'-lantern, and the jack-o'-lantern can be, like, can be, like, he can watch through the jack-o'-lantern. Like if someone like runs through it, it'll ping it or whatever. Mm. He knows somebody's over there. Mm. Yeah, that's not bad. Be kind of interesting. Um, t- uh, telekinesis when he opened the door by himself. 
Um, superhuman strength. Uh, he did seemingly break that dude's arm real easily. Uh, shape shifting. Um, because obviously him being a small child, that's not his true form. So I mean, you theoretically could say he could be a little bit taller. It could work. Possession. Um, clairvoyance and pyrokinesis. When he that he did do, he did light those pumpkins in the bed. Supernatural. I do like Sam. I think Sam. I think Sam's the cutest little killer. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, let's do Science Corner with Rob this week. We had our big news from Monday. NASA sent out a sent out a thing. Yep. Uh, so NASA's big news, if you did not see it yourself, is that they found actual water on the moon. Now, wouldn't uh, it be frozen? No, I mean, the moon isn't too much of a difference in temperature than the Earth. We're so close together. Oh, all right. <clears throat> um, it's not on the surface, obviously, because it would float off into space because there's not enough gravity to hold it. But underneath, so not too far underneath the surface, they found liquid water, which makes it much easier to colonize the moon if that's what we wanted to do. Now, how, like, did they specify, like... Did they find a substantial amount of water or just um, the existence of water? They said that it was enough to basically to pump it all over the moon. Okay, so it has like a, an ocean underneath the, the, the moon crust? I guess so. Well, so much for digging and colonizing underneath the surface of the moon. <laughs> Although I suppose you could do like an underwater colony depending on how much... Water is actually down there. Yeah. So then that leaves another question now, Rob. Mm-hmm. They've they've determined that there is now, in fact, water on the moon. Have they gained samples of said water? No. No one's been to the moon in a while. So how do they know that there is water there? <clears throat> uh, I, this, I told you it was that thing. Uh, what the hell was it called? Like the lunar, yeah. the lunar rover. It thing? has a no. It has a a woman's name because it's initials spell it out, but I don't remember what it is. But it's that Boeing seven forty seven that the tra- they made into like a telescope. <clears throat> so because water vapor from the Earth blocks most telescopes, so they have it on, in the high atmosphere so that they can see things better. Managed okay. to like so they managed to like ping some kind of signal off that showed that there was water. Now, how long do you think it'll take before they send people to the moon to try to gain samples of said water? Now, um, now knowing that there is water there. <clears throat> I mean, it depends because they already had like, they already have plans for like going to Mars. So it depends. And they were planning to stop at the moon first to kind of build a thing to like jump off to Mars too. So I don't know how much they're going to move that up. Or just be like, hey, let's send somebody to get some of this water. Because uh, my question slash possible concern now is if they get a sample of the moon water mm-hmm. and they look at it, if they'll find organisms in the water. 
because, mean, it's possible. Because if that is the case, then would that not be alien? Yeah, technically. So, that I mean, there be- are already living organisms on the moon because of us. So technically, those are aliens. Well, that uh, well, but that's because of us, isn't it? Yeah, the water bears. Water bears on the moon. But if they found something that's not indigenous to Earth, hmm. then that would be truly alien, and that would yeah. that would that would prove the existence of life outside of the planet Earth. Yeah, I mean, most people agree that there is life outside of Earth, but whether it's intelligent, <sighs> that is the. the like most people can say, yeah, there's going to be bacteria and whatever that's alive at other places, but they don't know about like actual thinking. Like, and no one as advanced as us has been found yet, basically. What I'm saying. Have you seen that alien movie with David Duchovny? I don't think so. Remind me after this. I'm gonna link it to you. You need to watch. It's called Evolution. Oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> okay, it is one of the greatest alien movies of all time. Okay. Uh, Shut up, Devin. Uh, Let me have this. <laughs> it's on Hulu, Rob. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad. It's, it's one um, of the greatest <laughs> alien movies of. All of the times. Even better than Alien. Rob, Rob, My... have you ever seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? It's in the same kind of similar vein nope, to that. It's not. It's a 100% okay. serious movie. It should, I... be taken, it should be taken seriously. It's like almost like a, it's almost like a documentary. Read and seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So... It's, om- it's nothing like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Is it like Galaxy Quest? Probably more like Galaxy Quest, but on <laughs> Earth. It takes right. place on Earth, though. Oh, we okay. find out that the alien's weakness is shampoo. Oh. And then the, the alien gets a giant shampoo enema. It's almost, it's almost like a parody comedy version of Independence Day. There is, is no is comedy the, in it at all. Is the alien lice? No. Okay. There's no comedy in it, Webby? None. Absolutely none, right? None. Absolutely? It is is a 100% serious, borderline documentary-style movie. I have a feeling Devin's about to post something in chat now. By the way, I also posted the picture of my favorite... (laughs) That's my favorite scene. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite uh, Halloween costume that I've worn. So, Rob, go ahead and click play on that. Um, okay. And this is how serious this movie is, okay? This is a serious moment. I need to make sure it's muted, but... This is hands down my favorite scene. I'm like, is that... Who's that? That's David Duchovny, the girl. Who's the girl? What is she that's, from? That's what's her name. Fuck. Uh, I know. Oh God. No. Hold on. Just watch. Watch the thing. We'll get the answer. It. We'll get the answer for you. They are both very serious actors, which is. It's a I serious know. movie. 
That's uh, huh? Sure. Is uh, Julianne Moore? Yeah. Julianne Moore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the listeners. There is a momentary silence here. I think we can pretty much wrap this up. Uh, I yeah. can give my life advice real quick. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to show. <laughs> he starts choking. Uh, yeah. So that's just one scene from Evolution, Rob. It is uh, one of the greatest alien movies ever Clearly, in existence. Very serious. It very is serious. A very serious movie. The most I, serious and serious movies. I think everyone serious. should see it in case of an alien invasion so we know how to prepare ourselves. Um, So, with that, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about real quick, Rob, for the science corner? Or was it just the moon thing you were going to fill us in on what NASA's... Uh, I mean, that was pretty much it. Also, they found an asteroid that's worth like $10 billion because it's almost all metal. Where, Where is this? In the asteroid belt. Okay, send me up there. We'll go get it. We'll it's bring like, it back. Yeah, not even ten. It's like ten. Like they wrote it out. It was like ten, like zillion or trillion or something like that. I don't know. It's a lot. The whole. It's basically a giant metal ball. I just take. It, ball, I, I take it. It's just like a. It's some sort of precious metal. Uh no, not necessarily. I mean, I think it's a bunch of different metals. But even oh, like if it was all iron, that much it's like it's huge. Oh, all right. That much well, let, let's just take like a couple of uh, a couple of fucking like fine grit sanders and just buff the shit out of it. Yeah, have a giant floating metallic orb in space. Yeah, I'm I'm game. Let's do that. Let's Armageddon this bitch. Don't wanna come. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Don't so. uh Devin, let's get some life advice with Devin, then we'll wrap. This life up. advice with Devin, real simple, real sweet. Mwah. All right, listeners, listen. Very important advice here: you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. All right, there then. you go. Very inspirational on that one. I like it. I like it. Um, also, so, always check your candy for Halloween. Always, always. Um, with that. Rob, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Confessor underscore X, and you can find Matilda at Matilda underscore DMP. Uh, and Devin, where can people find you at? You guys can find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie, and on Twitch at Mr. D3, especially Friday with Webby, if weather permits, streaming yeah. scary stuff. Which is today, if you're listening to this, when it, yes. it airs. Yes. Uh, also, remember tomorrow on the thirty first is our Halloween stream. Come yeah, out, hang out with us. It starts at noon Eastern time. Yeah. On Twitch TV slash Distractions Media. Yep. Um, and then 
some of us, I know I'll probably end up streaming my perspective on certain things. So you guys can follow me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash DM Webby. Um, but I'm sure we'll, we'll start blasting it all over Facebook and social media, Twitters and all sorts of stuff. So, uh, come hang out with us, man. You know, uh, if, if you can donate, awesome. If you can't, just the support of you being there and hanging out with us is enough for me. Uh, and as always, everybody, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack's Forest Walker, all one word, on Twitch at DM Webby, uh, on Instagram at Patrick.Webster52, where I post random funny shit sometimes that I think is funny. Um, and as always, everybody, thank you for listening. We love you. Fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. Now. Gold fuck booster. By the way, speaking of booster fuck. Tamara wants to talk to us. Yo, we're doing an outro. You hold on. No, we always talk about the outro. It is like right now. Fuck booster gold. Where is she at? And fuck pacify.